Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, the astonishingly fashionable and brilliant Jamie Wilkerson. Jamie, thanks for coming over. So good to be here. You know, I think you must have grown up in a big city because oh, you yes. just have a certain way, you've got that certain look. Uh, what city was that? Chicago. Chicago, of course. I know that. I just had to open the door for you to tell us how magnificent the city is. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell me one great thing about Chicago. One great, just one, uh, the food. The food. The I food mean, is great. If, if you want to be a food town, Chicago has got everything you can dream of and things you've not even thought up yet. Well, you know, Chicago is a great city, but there are other towns in the country that also have their charm. Yes. And one of those uh, has some great eating, too, I promise, especially if you're looking for a piece of beef okay. or maybe some Mexican cuisine. And that city is Oklahoma City. Oh, yes. And uh, it is a place I visited often, and I am a fan. And today we have a guest, a man who calls Oklahoma City home these days. His name is John Fowler. John, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here, Jim. Now, John, talking about cities, you didn't start your life out in Oklahoma City. Where did you come from? Tell us about that. I grew up in uh, Marion, Illinois, which is about five hours, five and a half hours south of Chicago in, in the southern part of Illinois. And uh, you said you grew up there. Did you live there until you were a young man? I, I went to school at SIU Carbondale, not far from my home. My, my mother was a teacher, my father a machinist. So I, I grew up kind of in a, a, a middle class, blue collar type uh, home and lived there until I was 20 years old. And then what happened? I went off to, uh, to school and went to seminary. And then I had the unusual experience of coming back and being an associate pastor at the Church of God there. I was not raised in the Church of God, Anderson. I was actually raised in the Presbyterian denomination, but I embraced the unity and fell in love with the, the local congregation. So I got to come out of seminary back to the Church of God and serve there for a number of years. Okay, so growing up in downstate Illinois, did you dream of going to Chicago someday? Mm -hmm. You know, I had an aunt that lived in Joliet, which is not far from Chicago. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the landscape of Southern Illinois over <laughs> against the city. So there's a lot of great lakes and a lot of climbing and state parks. <laughs> nothing, nothing against Chicago. It's just I enjoyed living where I live. It's a, it's okay. a, you know, it's amazing how much diversity there can be in a state like that, but two different worlds. Okay, I got to ask you, Jamie, growing up in Chicago, did you ever dream of going down to Marion? <laughs> uh, not quite. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. Chicago has everything. John, you said that uh, you got out of uh, college, you went to seminary, you went into the ministry. Tell us about that. Is that something you dreamed of from an early age, or did that come later in your journey? How did that develop? Never. Uh, I, I actually went to school uh, to be a businessman. I was majoring in marketing when I um, really had an, a personal encounter with Christ uh, while I was attending school, and that changed the trajectory of my life. And I went ahead and finished my undergraduate degree in marketing, but from there I went then to 
uh, what was then Gulf Coast Bible College, which was the early name of the Mid-America Christian University here in Oklahoma City, but it was in Houston at that time. And then from there, I went to uh, Anderson School of Theology in Anderson, Indiana. So John, how did you get to Oklahoma? Well, how did you leave Illinois? Well, you know, I, I almost have to say it was a, a bit of a encounter with God in, in a special season. I was attending the North American Convention of the Church of God and for a series of three early mornings, probably around 1.30 or so, the Lord awakened me and began to pour into my mind what the, the school could do in the future with distance learning. And then I would stay awake thinking about that to maybe 3.30 or 4 in the morning, and then I would go to sleep. But the remarkable thing was every morning I would wake up 5.30 or 6 totally refreshed, even though I had just a few hours of rest. But God began to move on my heart, and I began to be stimulated in thought that this is where God wanted me to be. You're describing... Uh... A journey, John, and uh, John Fossard is now the president of Mid-America Christian University. And you're describing really a dynamic, up-close-and-personal relationship with God. I'm hearing you say that God was stirring in your heart and mind and impressing you with ideas. I mean, he was intersecting, interacting with you. That describes a relationship with God that's very deeply personal. It's not an external form. It's not a set of ideas. It's more than that. It's an interactive experience. I know you have uh, told me before about a Bible passage that really, I think, internalized your faith. Tell us about that. Well, it did. I was, I was going through some deep valleys of my life. I had uh, gone to college in my undergraduate program, and I'd broken up with uh, who would later become my wife. I, I was alone. I tried to double major, so I'd overextended myself. I've been a pretty good student, been able to accomplish a lot of things in high school, thinking if I really put my mind to it, I could accomplish anything. And I found, looking back, hindsight-wise, God loves us enough that sometimes he says, okay, go ahead and try to obtain your life on your own. And what I experienced was really exhaustion. I, I, I experienced almost dark thoughts of well, I can't live this life. Maybe life isn't worth living. And in that moment, I intersected with a friend that I had known that had had a lot of trouble in his life and in his family in high school. And I, I intersected with him on the campus one day, and I could tell that his face was different. His eyes were brighter. He'd been quite a drug user, and, and I could just see the life change physically in him. And I said to him, Mike, what has happened to you since I saw you two years ago? And he said, John, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Have you? And, and I instinctively said, well, yes, because I've been going to church. I was even a, a Sunday school teacher at the church. But it was that question that pierced my mind and my heart, and the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. John, had you ever really personally encountered the living Christ. And then God put somewhat of a hunger in my heart to read the Bible. I, I had a Bible, but I hadn't started reading it, and I began to read it along with my textbooks. And I came to the passage in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 that said, 
Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have within you? You were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Now it was that phrase, you were bought with a price that, that even pierced my willfulness. And Jim, in that moment, I realized that all of my problems were really from trying to live my life as God. So, John, ultimately, you've landed at MacU. Tell us more about the school. Well, Mid-America Christian University was first founded in 1953 as a, a Bible college, the, the preparing of church leaders. Not all were going to be pastors, but they were going to be maybe worship leaders or Christian education leaders on staff in a church. And then it grew into a Christian liberal arts, and then it moved from Houston and the campus that was there to Oklahoma City, really to position itself a little more in the Midwest, a little more near to the, the populations of our Church of God congregations. And so I've just completed 21 years as the, as the president, and we've grown from being a Bible college that offered uh, ministerial degrees, which are still a, a strong part of our enrollment, to now offering over 100 degree programs and over 14 master's programs. And you've talked about the Church of God. That is our church family here at CBH Viewpoint as well. And uh, today, uh, it is still a school that is a part of our Church of God family, but you don't have to be in the Church of God to get to MacU. I mean, honestly, I believe that the campus serves people from many, many different uh, backgrounds, maybe even some people who are not Jesus followers. Is that true? That is true. 85% of our students do not come from a Church of God Anderson background. So we have many denominations, but we also have probably people that enroll with us that if you were to ask them on a survey, they would say unchurched. Or we have a lot of international students. We had about 70 to 80 international students last year that came from countries that essentially would never consider themselves, quote, a, a godless uh, type of culture, and yet they would tell you, well, I've never been to church. I, I don't know if I even believe in God. So we have a lot of people in different spiritual walks of life that enroll at MidAmerica. Can you tell us about the diversity on the campus and your school's commitment to welcoming students and faculty from every ethnicity? Yes, when, when I first came, I was a bit concerned that we were predominantly Caucasian in enrollment and in faculty, and so I knew some African-American pastors here in the city, and I asked them, what do we have to do to, to become more diverse? And they said, well, people like to see people that are similar to them. So if you really are serious about this, then you've got to become diverse in your faculty and the diverse in your, your um, staff and diverse in the, the students that you recruit. So today, uh, last year, we were 65% non-white. And this fall, we will obtain a classification with the Department of Education as a minority-serving institution, principally a Hispanic-serving institution, but we hope to obtain that that inclusive title, a minority-serving institution. So we are a very diverse, but we've been very intentional in how to get there. 
And I know, John, that the uh, school has a really vibrant Hispanic program, doesn't it? I mean, you, you have a lot of uh, interface with the Hispanic community in this country and in Latin America. Yes, we, we in 2005, we established the Thomas School of International Studies that has worked with uh, Christian Businessmen's Connection in Latin America. And we actually do recruit students both online and on campus to come here. And we even have translated one of our Through the Bible series totally into Spanish. And also our Master of Leadership has been translated into Spanish. And so we have tried to raise um, scholarship funds for minority students because we know a lot of times it's expensive to come to school, especially for international students to come to the U.S., And so we have been intentionally growing in these people groups. John, if someone was listening today and they uh, were thinking to themselves, man, I, I hear that guy's story. He speaks with such clarity. I understand Matthew. I think I understand him. But I'm not sure that uh, Jesus is really all that. I, I, I get that some people believe that, but I don't know that I do, and I'm not sure that I'd even consider a school like Matthew because it's so, like, all about Jesus. What would you say to them? Well, I would say, I would say what Jesus said to the skeptics that eventually became his early disciples. Come and see. Because a lot of times our resistance to Jesus or who we think Jesus is, is really pretty superficial. We've never really examined Jesus, what he taught, who he is, why we need him in a life. Now, we would say that we teach from a a biblical worldview, a Judeo-Christian worldview. And and so we we do come from a, a faith journey of of what the Bible says about our world, a God is creator. We dialogue with our students about that, but we also, as I said earlier, we also allow students to say, you know, I don't know if I believe that. And then we say, well, let's talk about that. This is an important part of your life. You know that you're not just all physical. There are thoughts you have. There's there's a spiritual dimension to your life, and we want you to be, you know, a, a whole person. So let's talk about your whole life. We're not sure where you are today listening to our program. Maybe you've already been to university and you think your education's behind you, but honestly, have you thought about diving in again and picking up some more knowledge because it's never too late to go to school? Or maybe you have a child that's uh, being prepared for college or a grandchild. Maybe you just understand the value of a Christian university like MacU and the contribution it makes to the larger common good. Maybe you're not even sure about Jesus. You may think that this talk about Jesus is off point because, well, it's from another age, even as we are today living in an age that seems to be so broken and needs answers. Wherever you are in that continuum, we want to invite you to take a step in, to do what John Fazer just suggested, quoting Jesus, come and see. Come and see about Jesus. Come and see about Christian higher education. Come and see about MacU. How do you do it? Well, you can take a step with us right now by praying because God is always interested in hearing from us as we pray. 
Even if that's not your custom, take a deep breath right now with us and pray. Our Father, today we're so thankful that you know each of us by name. You know exactly where we are. We thank you for the ministry at MacU and for all the ways it opens doors for people to learn not just about disciplines of knowledge academically, but about life. And we're thankful for everyone who's listening to us right now, joining us in this prayer. We just give you praise for the gift of each life. And we ask, Lord, that you'll move each of us closer to your will and way for having been in this prayer now, that we will all understand that there is more to learn, there is more to grow, and that Jesus is an inexhaustible source of life and learning. We pray, Lord, that we'll come closer to Jesus and he in us, that we might become more and more as you purposed us to be at the beginning. Thank you for hearing our prayer. And for everyone who has joined us in this prayer today, I'm asking that before seven days pass, that you will intervene in our lives in a way to remind us that this prayer has been heard and that you are moving us closer into your will and way. And we pray in his name, amen. Having prayed with us, you may still want to open the door and find more, just like John described as he was awakened in his spirit to think more about Jesus and the Lord's call in his life that he was bought with a price. We want to hear from you too. We want to be that guy. We want to be that Mike in your life that can talk with you about how to take next steps. How do you do that? Give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're by the phone live, I promise. So anxious to hear from you, to hear your heart about Jesus, about school, about life, about anything. Give us a call. But Jamie, I know that some people may not be ready for a phone call just yet. How could they find us online? You can find us at www.cbhviewpoint.org. That's CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. We'll give you a link to MacU, and you could send us an email. We will reply. Maybe you're even accessing this conversation on a podcast or through social media. If so, just send us a message through that social media feed. We will watch that as well. Or at the last, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018. USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, use social media, or the post office, please let us hear from you this week. John Fazard, the world is always better when you walk into the room. Thanks for being with us today. Well, you're kind. It's always an honor to be with you, Jim. Appreciate your leadership in, in, in the world. I really do. Well, thanks for your work at MacU. It's making a difference. So proud to have you. Jamie, always glad to have you alongside as well. You know, if you come from Chicago, what can I say? It's like, man, I want to grow up and be like you. (laughs) (laughs) And to all of our listeners, we're so thankful that you have come alongside. We hope you'll be with us again next week as we continue to try and help you see your world from heaven's view. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.